everybody, this is your host Donnie Turner. Now, today I'm sitting here in the Florida College Library. It's at the university where I currently attend. Um, I'm very excited to have um, another guest on the show today. He's a recurring guest. He's um, a man full of a lot of knowledge. He's over 30 years business experience, heavily invested in single family real estate. I think he's almost at 25 properties now under under management with uh, with 10 um, stores, franchise Domino's Pizza stores under management, over 250 employees under him. You know, a man of much business wisdom, but not only business wisdom, life wisdom. And I know that from personal experience, just due to the fact that I uh, have the privilege of dealing with him every day. Um, Free for Life podcast listeners, I'd like to introduce my dad, Craig Turner. Thank you, Sean. It's a privilege and honor to be here, especially in uh, Florida College Library in this nice boardroom amongst all these wonderful books of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, we've, my, uh, your mother and I, uh, Arlene, and I've had the privilege of the last three days of hanging out with you and your brother on the campus and spending some quality time and having some dinners and chatting and talking about different things. And, and uh, you know, one of the things I'm proud in my life about is, is being an alumni of Florida College. It's a, a very special place. And both you and your brother commented at separate times, you went together, these are separate times and separate places, that you're just happy to be here, thankful to be here. Um, you actually made the comment, the best decision you made in your life. Um, and I understand. I understand. When I return, and your mother's been here before a couple of times, when I return, it evokes so many wonderful memories. And at 10.15, every school day, Monday through Friday, something special happens on this campus. What is it? Yeah, we all uh, attend chapel. We all get to worship together under one roof, 500 students. Friday, it's a special opportunity because um, a student gets to lead the devotional period. I actually had the privilege of doing that um, last Friday. And it, it was, yeah, it was a tremendous experience, you know, being able to stand in front of 499 of my peers and, um, you know, give them a word of encouragement. Um, it was just, you know, it, it was an experience, my largest crowd yet, me personally, to be able to speak, but, you know, that's just one of the many opportunities that FC gave me. You know, I've heard somebody say to me before when I first came here, um, one of the first friends I made, he was like, you know, what's great about FC is, and I, and I think you can apply this to life. I think you can apply this to almost any opportunity, but just give it a little bit and FC will give you a ton more. You know, they'll give it a little bit and it'll 10x. And I think that's where a lot of people fail maybe. Sorry to transgress, to uh, divert from the point, but just the idea that people aren't willing to, to give a little bit more or people aren't willing to, to um, step forward. I, I was a little bit scared going into university a little bit later in life. I was you know, 25 years old at the time. I was like, I don't know if this is for me, but I'm so happy to do it. Well, no, that's very, I feel like I'm interviewing you now, but that's right, <laughs> it's okay. And we're having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And so the chapel, and we would have loved to have been here, but we did get to listen to it because it is recorded. You can go onto the Florida College website and under chapel, and they record these. And you could listen to Donnie's um, presentation from last Friday. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I could put a link in the bio. I, I never even thought of doing that. That's I'll put a link idea. into the show notes for this episode that can send you straight to that talk. That's uh, a great idea. 
I'd appreciate you guys listen to it. It's great. <laughs> it was so good. I listened to it twice. It was extremely powerful. And it's a true, honest, from the heart, from the word of God message that uh, short, probably four or five minutes, but powerful. So the, the theme of your podcast, if I understand it correctly, is free for life. Who doesn't want that? I mean, men come to this country yearning for freedom. Too many times we take it for granted, but what is more important than being free? I can't think of much. But when we're talking on these interviews, you've talked with Rod Cliff, uh, uh, Kathy Fecte, Mike Jordan, uh, others, um, Bing Yang. I mean, primarily it's um, real estate, money, uh, personal growth, so that you can be more productive in the market-based place or in a higher income, to be able to hit that point where you are literally free for life or job optional, where you have, let's just pick a number, 10000 a month coming in, passive income, and your job optional. And that's wonderful, free for life. And, and, and I think that's important. It's especially important when your values and your principles, your morals and your character are solid and good because then you can do many good things for your fellow man. But I think it is very important that we also look at the spiritual side of man because man is physical and he is spiritual. And I would just like to encourage the listeners to think about being spiritually free for life, meaning free from the bondage of sin. And those who do not have that relationship with Jesus Christ, and they are not in the body of Christ, unfortunately, are under the bondage of sin. And that needs to be taken care of before you take care of the finances. Because, uh, you know, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Can I say a quick comment? Of course. You know, um, yeah, basic economics course, or just through your walks of life, you know, everybody's heard of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. And, you know, um, how he puts it is carnal is, has to be satisfied before sa self-actualization. You know, carnal being number five, that's your physical needs, you know, financial, monetary, the food that you eat, the shelter that you live in. And then your number one need after all of those things is self-actualization, meaning spiritual fulfillment. But I think what you just said there and something that um, – that triggered me on saying this was, I mean, it that pyramids all flipped around wrong. Right. You need to get this actualization if you want to have um, carnal fulfillment. Um, would you agree with that? Absolutely. You know, Zig Ziglar, who some of you may have heard of, but he was one of the premier business coaches, a great salesman, author, lecturer. Um, if you see somebody that's over the age of 40, that's successful in business, they know who Zig Ziglar is. Zig made the comment, true life story of his, they were out golfing, he was a big golfer, and they had hired a new executive, and he comes off the golf course, and he goes, this guy will be gone in four weeks. He will not be successful. They go, How do you say that? He cheats in golf. And so getting your... The reality is, I mean, some of us know who John Maxwell is. You know, unfortunately, Hollywood, um, the media portrays business people as people who cheat and 
or unethical to get this money. Um, I know a lot of people that are very, very successful. Um, and that's just not the case. As a matter of fact, it's the complete opposite. You, and one of the things you've brought forth in your previous podcast, a common thread, these people earn a certain amount of money, and to truly become fulfilled, what do they do? They give back. Every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And so there's some, there's some godly principles on that. But I would encourage people to take a look at Galatians 3.27 and see what that message says. But also in the book of Galatians, in the, in the chapter 5.22, it's what the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the church at Galatia, calls the fruits of the Spirit. And these fruits are love, joy, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And who doesn't want that? I mean, that really what people want, they're striving for. And this is every human being, they're striving for happiness. And sometimes they, they often look for it in the wrong place. They look for it in materialism. Happiness is found with uh, a relationship with God. I mean, you know, this is my opinion, but as the more I live, the more I study the Word of God, and I try to study the Word of God every day, and I, and I see people that are, are sincere in their walk with God, and they, they have a different uh, exuberance about them. They, they truly reflect these fruits of the Spirit both in their, you know, they're just the, the uh, radiance that they give off the, uh, and in their eyes. I mean, I mean they are true, truly joyful people. So, well, um, go ahead. can we keep going on that? You know, I, I really like this idea. You know, I was thinking about who, who is the perfect employee or who is the perfect member of business? You know, you, you brought up that Zig Ziglar point, the, the man that cheats at golf, he's not going to make it in business. Right. You know, he, it, the word is going to spread through the circles. This man is, you know, unscrupulous and he'll, he'll take you for your money, this and that. I mean, it's just common logic that those kind of people do not succeed. And you think about who, who are the highest producers in society. You know, I just I, I kind of remember and I think about Chick-fil-A. Right. You know, it's it's the it's the prime model right now for a fast food restaurant just because of their emphasis on service and, and product quality. And it's, you know, the largest um, fast food chain right now on growth. Fourth the fourth? Okay. Yeah. De depend yeah, depending on metrics. But um, let's just say by growth, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're going insane. Um, but it started as a single store in Georgia, I believe. But how did it explode? I mean, they just had solid principles. And they hired Godly solid principles. people. Yeah. Godly 100%. 100%. So I think about you know, who's the best employee, you know, or who's the best producer? It, it's the person that, you know, that has these principles that, that is diligent, that is truthful, that is hardworking, has the self-control to be able to get up in the morning and arrive on time. It's just, I think the Bible and being spiritually sound before you even enter the marketplace is going to give you the tools to succeed. Without question. So, I mean... Christianity is really not in fashion. Uh, maybe a hundred years ago it was, uh, much more than it is today. Um, I could care less. I mean, I've read my Bible. I know what it says. I believe it. 
And I mean, my faith is rock solid. And I, and I know that when these principles, like Donnie explained, put forth in the marketplace, they bear great fruit. And speaking of bearing fruit, let's now transition into kind of what I would like the message of the day to be. And last time we had the privilege of talking and we just, when my son and I get together, we, we talk um, extensively about various, Everything. yeah, and it's enjoyable and we share many common interests and in, uh, both uh, godly and, and business. And we are, uh, my children, yeah, something happened yesterday. Your brother just uh, closed on his fourth property. He's 19 years old. And, you know, there are four seasons in life, and there's spring, summer, fall, and winter. And we have to be honest with ourselves and know what season we're in. And, uh, Donnie, you're in the spring of your life. Um, you know, I'm in a different season. I'm in the late fall, early winter. But the message is, uh, I actually grew up in a small farming town in central Illinois. We have extremely rich uh, soil, and I went home to my 45th wedding, er, wedding uh, class reunion uh, last year in September, and some of the, I, I grew, uh, my graduating class had 47 people in it, and many of them are still there, and guess what they're doing? The farmers. And one of my good friends, Paul Enley, I, I started kindergarten with his kid. Uh, I hadn't seen him in 30 years, and he's just laughing and laughing. He got out of high school, and his dad goes, well, do you want to go to college? I'll pay for your college, or do you want to farm? He goes, I want to farm. He goes, okay, we're going to take the money we were gonna, going to spend on college, and you can buy land. Cool. And he bought this, this land. and He already had his dad farm. I mean, he just added to it. Smart choice. Yeah, let me explain something. He's a pretty happy guy. <laughs> um, he's just good people. Him and his wife, Cheryl, I mean, we love these people, and we... Even though I haven't seen him, it's just, that's the kind of people they are. Mm -hmm. They go, come out to our place and say, oh, we got a hotel. But, and they were sincere. I mean, um, and there's Pete McKean and, and uh, all these guys um, from around the town that I grew up in. They're just, these are just Americans. I mean, they're the salt of the earth. And, but they plant. And in the spring, we, they still do it. I mean, we were there in September, and we got to get the crop in. But in the spring, what do they do? They take these seeds, they take these seeds, and in their case, they may, you know, it's probably 100,000 or more. I don't know, it's a lot, because they plant a lot. And they take that $100,000 worth of seeds, and they put them in the ground, and they prepare the ground, and they plant them. And they tend to be very religious back there. <laughs> and Paul and Cheryl are very religious, God-fearing people, and, and they are, it's a conservative place. And, when you depend on God to bring you the, the, the rain, you tend to talk to him more frequently. And so, um, you know, and God will bless us with the rain and the sunshine and the soil, and you provide the seed. Now, the reality is we all have soil, and we all have sunshine, and we all have rain. We have to bring the seed. We have to bring the seed. Jim Rome talks about the field doesn't say, bring me your need. It says, bring me your seed. People go, oh, I really need this job. It's not how the universe works. It doesn't, need, it doesn't respond to your need. It says, bring me your seed. And what is your seed? Well, being prepared. 
uh, when we're talking real estate, it's a little bit of money. We've heard the expression seed money. And you plant in the spring, you watch your crop in the summer, that means you manage it, you protect it from the insects, you hoe the weeds out, you watch it grow, you protect it, and what do you do in the fall? You harvest. It's harvest time. And you harvest without complaint or uh, apology. I mean, you don't have to apologize for your success. If you planted all this and watched it, you know, people, oh, you're so lucky. Actually, I worked my guts out for this. I made a lot of smart decisions. And like the fruit of the Spirit said, I was disciplined. And I just utilized the, the laws of God, the principles, put them into practice, and pretty happy guy right now. And then that will take you through the winter, doesn't it? Won't it? So if you fail to plant and it comes harvest time, which unfortunately a vast majority of people do, about 95% of the people, uh, there's only a handful that are financially free, about 5%. One will be wealthy, four will be financially free. These are statistical. And the rest of them are... <clears throat> Pretty much hand to mouth. Can we? Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the sacrifice of um, planting seeds in the first place? You know, um, I've been doing a wealth creation series, and um, my last episode was about gaining the seed money. But it's the sacrifice that it takes to not delve into consumption and to save that money so you can plant it and so you can invest in real estate so your money can grow. And you know, um, a lot of people don't know the story about yourself. I think maybe just maybe your close family members and your and your oldest employees, but um, the, the amount of sacrifice that you placed in your early years, you know, over 30 years in business, um, I remember you telling me the story of when you first got your first two stores, you got two stores at the same time, and you didn't have a manager for either one, if, that, if, if I got it correctly. So that means, you know, solo managing two stores at the same time, and you know, I, I hear this story all the time. I tell people when they ask me about Domino's, like, do you miss Domino's? Do you love Domino's? I was like, I got pizza sauce in my blood. I, I, I still, I know the story of, you know, hearing the story of my mom having me in the cradle in the office counting out the till and you um, mopping the floors every single night. And I'm like, that's, no you know, wonder. that's the amount of, yeah, that, no wonder. And that's the amount of sacrifice that you put in so you can have that seed money and, and live the lifestyle that you have today. And you talk about, you know, you just made that um, that that uh, analogy about out of the five people, one of them is going to be financially successful. I mean, it takes, I think, I don't know if this is too strong language, but it takes bravery and courage to be able to gain the seed money in the first place to make the sacrifice. Maybe not always as dramatic as, um, you know, mopping floors every single night, but even just having the self-sacrifice to to hold on to that money and to not delve into consumption and to gain the seed money. Would you, would you agree with anything that I said there? Absolutely. And, and that kind of leads me into, uh, I'll, I'll definitely address that topic. Um, you know, we share a lot of podcasts back and forth and, and uh, your brother Robert got all excited and millionaire, uh, millionaire or something, I can't remember the name. He got excited. He passed it on to me. I listened to it. It was powerful. 
And there was a, a, a gentleman on there, and he was talking. He started out extreme poverty, and his mom worked two jobs at a restaurant. His name was Bobby, and he uh, he's now called the $300 million man because that's how, what his net worth is. And he, you know, other people that are wealthy go, why do you broadcast your net worth? You're not supposed to do that. You'll be a target. Because I just want to use it to motivate people. Like, I want to throw it out there, let them know it's possible to do this. And his whole thing is, he, his, his thing was, you know, we stack them and we rack them. And the stack them means I save my money. I save my nickels, dimes, quarters, ones, fives, twenties. I stack them. And then rack them means I go out and buy another asset. And here's... I'm, I'm glad this, this is a, a good segue because what I really want to share today is the importance of planting seeds early. I belong to a group in the Bay Area, uh, San Francisco Bay Area, called Real Wealth Network, and they facilitate people, and it's been the primary driver for us and resource to source these properties and... Uh, I mean, we're at, our, our family is at 41 properties with a couple of commercial properties. I'm very proud of that. We just achieved our first real goal that I had set up for. So ultimately, it's, it's 70. And I'm sure once we get there, we're going to expand it again. But, uh, you know, goal setting, you go as far as you can see. And then when you get there, you know what you do? You set new goals. But right now, I can see, believe, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get up in the morning and push this deal forward. We've got goals, you know, uh, your brother, sister, and I, Robert and Rachel, we spent two and a half days in Lake Las Vegas with Robert Helms in a seminar, Create Your Future. And we did goal setting for the next five, ten years and really spelled out next year. But the point is, stack them and rack them. I mean, what a concept. I can get excited about this. It's really what we've been doing to get to this first goal. But let's say I'm 22 years old, and I just got out of college, and I'm making whatever, 42000 a year. You know, I don't know. And um, I'm, I'm listening to your podcast. I'm like, okay, Donnie's got four properties who are generating maybe a little north of 1000 a month. Like, wow, I would like that. You know, and then all you really got to do is, is repeat that three more times, most people can live on 1000 a week. Um, and that's pretty much cash. I mean, it's not yeah. gross in the net. I mean, most, I mean, you might pay a little income tax on it, but not much. You know, I want to do that. But I just can't. I don't know how to do it. Right now today, there are properties that are cash flowing close to 250 a month that you can close on for about $18,000, dollars I mean, this is not a pipe dream. This is, okay, where am I going to come up with $18,000, $19,000? You stack them, and then you rack them. I mean, what is that? I mean, you know, it, 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 get started and keep going until you cross that finish line. Um, you know, there's a wonderful... Uh, hold this for me, if you would. Mm -hmm. There's a one, you know. I, I think, I think about this. I mean, I'm a very patriotic guy, and everybody pretty much knows I went through 
any kind of history, American history class, the, the story, the midnight ride of Paul Revere. And I think we all know that. I mean, this is a revolutionary war. You know, the United States, which are not the United States yet, it's the, the patriots, about a third of the country wanted to break away and start this new concept, this new nation. A third were still loyal to the king, and a third didn't care. But this third that was passionate, they were ready to fight. They were farmers, blacksmiths, cobblers. I mean, going against the biggest power in the world, the British Empire, these guys were suited up, trained, professional. They had artillery. They had horses. They had ships. They had a navy. It, it, you want to talk about David and Goliath? In chapel today, I was telling Tommy, there's a story of David and Goliath, 1 Samuel. My favorite inspirational story in the Bible for both spiritual and personal business meetings. You know, you... But... Paul Revere, oneeth by land, twoeth by sea. Oneeth by land, twoeth by sea. And he's watching. And he sees the lamp tower. And he gets on his horse, and what does he do? He starts riding through the little villages. And it's late. It's midnight. It's two in the morning. And do you think Paul Revere cared if there was an ordinance that there's no clippity-clop with your horse on the cobble streets at two in the morning? Did he care? He ran through, he rode through these villages all night long. What was he saying? The British are coming. The British are coming. Get your guns. Get your guns. Fight. We're going to be free. Don't you understand, people? We're going to be free. And, of course, they rode on. And with that kind of spirit and that kind of drive, you can't beat somebody like that. You can't beat a group of people like that. And I am encouraging your listeners to grab that spirit. Do you understand? We're going to be free. I mean, I will get up at 5 in the morning. I will go to bed at midnight. I will work. I will stack them. I will rack them. I will get the information. You know, I'm rereading Tom Monahan's autobiography. Tom Monahan wrote the book, he's the founder of Domino's Pizza, and he wrote an autobiography called Pizza Tiger because he owned the Domino's Pizza and he owned the Detroit Tigers at one time. And just the passion that he had, orphan boy. His mom did, his dad died when he was four years old. He was a wild kid. Mom didn't want him. Put him in a foster home. Ended up in an orphanage. Uh, really tough. His mom still didn't want him. Joined the Marines. But he had a passion. He wanted to be an architect. He would go to the library while he's in the Marine Corps. Everybody else is out drinking and goofing off. He's in the library reading and reading and reading about architecture. He, he's doing this. He's doing, he is passionate. When it came time to be get started, he's dominoes. He bought one little pizza shop. You know, seven days a week, passionate, had dreams. But on his one day off, when he finally got days off, he'd go to other pizza places to learn about them. And he built this thing. I mean, he had a passion. He had a drive. 
but you've got to be hungry for the knowledge. So you do have to go and learn about investing. You have to learn about the real estate. And there are people out there that are more than happy to, to teach you. But the message I want to relay to the people listening is you can do it. But you have to bring the passion and then go out and gain the knowledge. People will help you. And just get out there and make it happen. I mean, once you get one, the belief level is going to be there. Add a second one, add a third one, and just keep marching. But I got news for you. There are going to be setbacks. That's life. That's business. You know, uh, you plant in the spring. Summer comes. I got news for you. Insects are going to come. But you got to stay on top of it and you got to get them out of there. You got to protect your crop. This is incredibly difficult. Why do you think so few people do it? You know, I guarantee you, I tell, I tell you guys this, my children, this all the time. Why so few people do this? You enter into a deal, there will be several things that are going to happen that are going to be extremely discouraging. Oh, we found termites. Oh, uh, the, uh, the deals, the financing's not approved. Oh, I mean, believe me. There we, you know, and it's normal. But I tell you, and I tell your siblings, I think this is why a lot of people don't invest. They don't want to deal with the obstacles mm -hmm. that you have to navigate to get to the finish line. But if they understood how sweet the finish line is. But I got news for you, even after you got your, your, uh, your garden planted and going along, I mean, you know, I'm in the fall. I mean, luckily, and here's another benefit. You know, we, we've created kind of a, our own difficult situation in my 10 Domino stores is we, we just faced a minimum wage increase, which is about a, about a quarter of a million a year additional expense. And then we went ahead and said, you know what, we're going to ante up. We're going to give them another dollar. So that's a half million. We started out the year a half million behind last year. Mm -hmm. Last year was very good. But there's certain things that are going to have to happen because we just, we just uh, ended the, the month of January was pretty sure the worst month in the company's history. And this Sunday is going to be our 29th year in business. You know, you can do two things. You get mad, get discouraged, quit. I don't know. Uh, or you can face your problems head on. And, and, and I was explaining to Thomas, your brother today, you know, in this family, we face our problems head on. We deal with them and we move on. There's a solution to this. We're going to work on it. We're going to find it and move on. And as a bonus, you come out stronger. Hmm. You come out stronger. So every deal, you're going to learn something, you know, and you're going to associate with other people, and you're going to learn. And the good thing about my situation is because we planted so much, you know, if you've got, if you've got a big garden out there and you got corn and you got tomatoes and you got cucumbers and you got carrots, you got, you know, and maybe your carrots go bad. We still got all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of strength in that. So the, 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 the message today, Donnie, is to plant early, plant often, navigate the insects, navigate the problems that are going to come. They're going to come. I absolutely guarantee it. Your brother and I were looking at buying a car yesterday for him. And the deal was going so smooth that we walked out of the dealership and, Don, and he goes, well, that was easy. Ah! A 
problem will arise. He goes, oh yeah, you always teach me. The deal's not done until the ink's dry on the contract. I go, yeah, and the money's in the bank. And sure enough, actually very seldom I can't get a deal done. It's pretty rare. Very rare. We couldn't get this one done. No big deal. It's just we'll just do it a different, a different deal, a different way. It's actually probably a blessing. But um, that's the message. I hope it's understandable. Paul Revere. You were basically Paul Revere. I'm trying to be a little Paul Revere. We're running through the cobble, the, the, the villages at two in the morning on the cobble street, making all kinds of noise, and we're yelling right now. Get your guns. Fight. We're gonna be free. Don't you understand? We're gonna be free. And to go back to the first part of this talk, we can be free spiritually from the bondage of sin and have this amazing relationship with God, which results in a home in heaven. And if you miss heaven, you miss it all. You don't have to. You don't have to. That's the good news. We can also have a nice life on this earth by engaging life. You know, this big push for socialism and feel the burn and, you know, uh, you know, we just haven't ever got it right. You know, socialism, I know it's 0 for 6, but they never did it right. I believe it's people just having that need for someone to take care of them. They just, you know, and they want big government. And all they're doing is, is okay, I'm going to forfeit my liberty. I'm going to forfeit my freedom. I'm going to forfeit my opportunity, you know, and just please take care of me. Give me free education. Give me free food. Give me free housing. You know, just give me everything free, and I'll give you all my liberty and rights. And that's not what this country was built on. It's the exact opposite of what Paul Revere and our forefathers <clears throat> fought for, the exact opposite. And there is a place that has that right now today. And they'll, they'll, they'll shelter you, they'll feed you, they'll give you free medical, they even give you education. And it's called prison. And you go in that little thing and they will give you all that. And you may just have to give up your freedom and your liberty. That's what socialism right now is offering you. And like the Pied Popper, Bernie's running down here with his pipe. I don't want to get too political, but it, I think it needs to be said. He's running out there playing his little pipe and all these little mice are following him and they're going to go right off and, and drown. And uh, look, we want to be free spiritually. We want to be free financially. In the uh, There's a risk-reward type thing. I mean, if you're not willing to take a risk, if you just want to go trade your time for money, go get your 40-hour job, go home, watch Netflix, eat popcorn, you're not going to get much. You know, Galatians 6, 7, I referenced this scripture last. Well, you'd still be better off than a large portion of the world, but no. Well, yeah. that's true. But in America, listen, yeah. Jim Rome says this, and this will shock some people, but I believe it. You know, people have it so good in America. You know, the, the wind blows so well here. The economics are so well here. You know, there's nobody out there saying, you know, if I could just make it to Poland, everything would be fine. They want to come to America. And it's your right as an American to be free for life, financially free for life, by the age of 45, 40, 45. And if you're exceptionally smart, you know, 30, 35. You know, that's going to explode some heads. You got to get out there and you got to get in and in, 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 participate in the free enterprise system. 
get involved in business, get involved in uh, investing, get involved in the free enterprise and start acquiring assets that produce cash on a monthly basis and enjoy the fruits of your labor, the fruits of the free enterprise system by providing services, serving others, and earning a return on your investment. How's that? Yeah, 100%. It, it reminds me of that famous statement. I don't know if um, the, the listeners know it, but um, work hard for a year. You know, do what no one else is willing to do for a few years and then live like how no one else can. Absolutely. You know, um, on, on a small scale, you know, work your guts out and put yourself out there for a year and then live very comfortably for four years. You know, it, in reality, it's probably more like four or five, ten years, but live to for the rest of your life. Yeah, maybe like years. no one else can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it takes time. It takes time, hard work. Yes. That's the message that I want to put out there. Believe that it's doable because it is. And more and more people are doing it. More and more people. And you, you brought up, and we may be over time, but you brought up something during this visit that was profound. And that is more and more people are going to become like self-contract, uh, uh, self-employed. And they really are. They're, they're, the, the mold is being shattered. Yes. Um, disruptors, Uber, Uber Amazon, um, all kinds of disruptors. Um, the communication world that we live in. And, and, and a lot of the disruptors haven't even come into the way. They're, they're yet to come. Mm -hmm. But people will be able to earn great incomes um, individually just because of the, the changing marketplace that we're in. But you got to stay plugged in. You got to be around the big thinkers. You got to participate. You have to learn the new rules. You got to learn the new rules. You know, um, yeah, absolutely. the the time is is leaving us where you would get compensated based on a predetermined contract. I will work Correct. for you for forty hours a week at ten dollars an hour. Nowadays, and it's becoming more and more prevalent. You are being compensated based on output. It, yeah. I deliver one person in my Uber car. I get paid for one person. Right. So I am incentivized. I want to be cramming these people in here. I want to do an Uber pool, and I want to do as many rides as possible. But, you know, doing that, you have the ability to increase your output and have con full control of your income. Compared to a contract, you know, somebody that um, worked for a, tab a cab company, you know, getting paid $10 an hour, it, it, it's not necessarily tied to how many people that you transport. Good example, good example. It's, it's based on how many hours you put in. You see, but those, these are the new rules. Yeah. The gig economy and it's going to have a lot of repercussions. The fact of the matter is we're going to become more efficient. We're going to have more output. It's going to be an exciting right. time. There's going to be a lot of millionaires and billionaires created. Right. But you have to be plugged in. You have to be tuned in. And you have to be able to go for it. I think like exactly what you've been saying on this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. And take that cash and invest it. Yeah. I mean, planting seeds is just so, so important. 20, 30, 40 years from now. You're going to be so thankful you planted these seeds because mm -hmm. they're going to bear a lot of fruit for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Dad, thank, thank you so much for, um, you know, spending another, you know, part of your precious time. You know, you guys got a, a cruise to get to. Yeah. And like right now, yeah. they, have, they have to leave and, and drive over to Fort Lauderdale to embark on their cruise. So, you know, just taking the 30, 40 minutes, you know, and um, giving it to us and the listeners and imparting some wisdom. You know, we 
Well, let me speak for the listeners. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And um, keep we, it up. We we need to do this more often. We need to keep doing this because there's just there's a you know we we broke a, a, a couple rules on this podcast. You know they say at the dinner table you don't speak about religion or politics, but you know we were happy to break those rules because I think it just it really gave everybody. I a lot actually of have value. something to say on that. Yeah. In closing, Mark. Go ahead. The two things are going to impact your life the most, religion and politics. Yeah. I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to talk about them. So um, be bold and courageous. Joshua 1 9. There you go. Amen. All right, guys. And that's it for the show today. And never forget, never stop growing. Donnie out.